I'm Yamilka Rodriguez, and this is the Brand Therapist Podcast, where we come together and dive deep into the psychology of branding. We live in a new era that asks us to step up and show our individuality, learn what makes us unique and different in this world. Let's open the door to possibilities so you can win in business, life, and relationships, because everything starts with you. Hello, John. I'm so excited to have you at the Brand Therapist Podcast. Thank you for being on my couch today. So before we get started, I'm going to go ahead and read your bio, and then we are have some questions for you. John Kovac Jr. is an award-winning and international motivational speaker and global mastermind leader. John has helped thousands of professionals overcome their challenges and achieve their goals through his irrefutable laws of high performance. John is the founder of Champion Circle Networking Association. John is a seven times national number one bestselling author. John is the mastermind team leader and facilitator of the Habitude Warrior Mastermind and Global Speakers Mastermind and Masterclass. Thank you. Thank you, John, for being here today. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited about this and something that I think is mentioned in the bio, but I think it's worth noting is that both Yamilka and I are featured speakers on the Amazon Prime TV show known as Speak Up. And it's not like TED Talks where anyone can sign up for that. It's like you're brought into a circle of speakers who have stories to tell and a way to tell it. And you're able to share that with the world in a very positive and creative way. And we were entrusted by the amazing Didi Wong through that. And I just wanted to mention that because I think it's worth mentioning that you and I have been on the same TV show. That's really a fun process and ultimately how you and I were connected. Yes. So thank you for bringing that up. And yes, it was an amazing experience. I'm so glad we got to do that together. And for the listeners, if you want to search for Speak Up on Amazon Prime, you will see John and I's videos. And we are here to also tell some stories So, but before we get to the stories, I wanted to ask you, John, what do you do for work in your business? I'm a serial entrepreneur, but what that ultimately means is that I have ADHD and somebody gave me a license to spend money and to build businesses. I tell everybody that I'm a motivational speaker. In fact, the bio does a good job of letting people know that I speak internationally, that I've spoken on many stages. I've been awarded for speaking and I've also do a lot of training and leadership. But really what I do at its core is I read a book one day called Think and Grow Rich. And in Think and Grow Rich, there's a chapter. It's chapter 10 in the book. And it's about this thing called a mastermind. And the mastermind methodology is a way to help people overcome challenges and to achieve their goals at accelerated rates. That has infatuated me since I first laid my eyes on that chapter. And I've set out my entire life, made it my goal and my mission to teach, train, qualify, facilitate, and be involved in as many people's accelerated growth experiences 
through mastermind methods. I've developed 30 of my own mastermind methods. I've written a book about masterminds. I've led and have facilitated over 8,000 hours of masterminding. If you were to wrap it all up into one word is, I am a global mastermind leader. And it's not that I lead masterminds just to lead them. I lead people so that they can mastermind and use the methods to accelerate their achievements. That's what I do for a living. I love that. I read that book and that really stood out for me, especially the part where he talks about bringing people together, right? And that's how you can connect and do networking. So I love, you're so right. I didn't even think about that. It's so amazing. Now, let me ask you this first question, which is, I always say, it wouldn't be a brand therapist show if I didn't ask about your childhood. Can you think of a moment in your childhood where what you do today connects with some story in your childhood? Yeah, you know, when I was younger, ADHD was more of a deficit than it was a superpower. And growing up, I had the perfect environment for success. My family wasn't too wealthy. They weren't even really middle class. We were kind of in between poverty and middle class, but we were growing. My dad was working hard. My mom was working hard on the side, but I learned entrepreneurship from my mom because my mom would set out to essentially create these side gigs to make us enough money so that we could go on family vacations like all the normal families did. And that was something that we had to do extra on the side to really have what we wanted. And I learned that from my mom. So at age 12, the first business I ever got involved in was a vending machine business that we operated out of the basement of our house. At age 14, I did what every other 14-year-old does, which is you hustle the neighborhood by mowing everyone's lawns and getting them to fork over money for you. All of that being said, to answer your question is, I've been surrounded by entrepreneurism for a very long time. Though at those moments, I did not call myself nor consider or even know what an entrepreneur was. I was just solving problems. And a lot of them, they were self-serving because I needed money to uh, save up for a trip or I wanted to buy the new shoes or you know whatever. But at the same time too, is I was using creative ways to serve other people, solve problems and get what I needed in the moment. So my upbringing, my childhood connected to what I do now is I continue to serve people. I continue to solve problems, but I do it in a way where I'm focused on a need of the general masses to professionals and human beings. And I think that's powerful because out of all the people I serve, I serve myself the most. And what I need the most is that energy, that environment, that mastermind group of people to inspire me and help me take action and be accountable to all my goals and aspirations. So there's a little bit of a tie-in for my youth. And of course, I mean, there's the peaks and there's the valleys. And of course, the valleys were treacherous. They were awful. But the peaks were amazing and they made the valleys worth it. And I would just say that that's everyone's childhood or upbringing. But at the same time, too, is I recognize that. And, you know, while I spent all the money that I ever earned on food because I just liked eating, I definitely didn't lose the lessons and the values from it. I love it. You know, it's so funny you say that because as natural problem solvers, We just go and solve for the problem. It's like an everyday thing. We're always solving problems. It's just part of our sacred nature. You know, I teach design thinking at the university to MBA students and design thinking, it's creative problem solving. That's what it really is. 
but I didn't realize that I do that all the time. So when you said that, I was like, oh my God, he does the same thing I do. We have a problem and we just solve it without even thinking. Like my clients come to me and I'm like, I know how to solve that problem for you. (laughs) So I love that. Love it. Love it. Let me ask you a second question. Everybody has their fame story. I'm sure you have an amazing fame story. We're writing a book on fame. Everybody defines fame differently. We like to think that fame is honorable. So tell me your fame story. Yeah, thank you. I love your thought here because I agree. I think the definition of fame varies with who you're talking to, but fame definitely has a lot to do with recognition. That is something that makes you uniquely valuable to other people or even interesting to other people. In 2000, I think it was, we were watching the Summer Olympics. I had a dream that I would be an Olympic athlete. And I said, that's going to be me. I'm going to do this. And so I worked, I trained, I became the best track and field athlete that I could ever become. And Leading up until 2012, I was competing in the men's decathlon, preparing to go towards the route of training for the Olympic trials. Long story short is I did really well. For my first decathlon, I took seventh place in one of the men's championship rounds. And that is a huge feat for somebody who doesn't have the background or training to do what he was planning to do. I could have taken that moment to say, man, that was great. I'm going to head down this route and become a better athlete and go train for the Olympics. But the other opportunity that was knocking on the door was the opportunity of entrepreneurship and my interest in learning more, growing more, becoming a speaker, doing what I love to do. So my claim to fame is I competed in the collegiate level of the decathlon. And in 2012, I transitioned my focus from Olympic athlete to Olympic business owner. So there you go. I love that. So I think this is what came to me when you were telling the story was how do you connect? Because you're talking about high performance, right? And a lot of these athletes like yourself have very strict everything, right? I know these as I do a lot of archetypes and I know They love a challenge. They're courageous. There's so many attributes to these personalities. How would you relate that to what you do now? I love this question. I had to pause and think about that. First of all, everybody can do the exact same thing I did. There's so much negativity in this world that it just presents itself. Like there's so much around us that we almost have to fight just to not be negative. And so what I encourage all people to do is to recognize and take inventory of their energy. What are you putting energy into and what should you be putting energy into? What are your goals and aspirations? Because you can transfer and transmute that energy into positive creation. What I do currently is that I pour into one, the things that I'm learning and I take that information and I pour as much of my physical energy as I can into teaching, training, and facilitating that experience for other people, creating something positive out of possibly a negative experience. And that to me is what masterminding is all about. So to answer your question, Yamilka, it's all about taking what people are going through right now and transmuting it into something that they should or can be doing 
I don't know if you've heard of uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza. He talks about change your energy, change your life. And I love that. I mean, it's he's so right. And I love what you say. There is a lot of negativity in this world. And it's it's you're fighting it constantly, daily, it, to turn it into something positive where you should put your energy. But I love that. Now, let me ask you this. If you had to tell me John Kovac Jr.'s brand, what's your brand all about? I live, breathe, and hopefully (laughs) exemplify mastermind methodologies. So what my brand would look like is a group coach aspect. It is the ability to teach, influence, and work with people in a group environment, but where there's not one guru, there's not one coach, but we all take the role of facilitating the creation process. And so if there was a way to describe this brand, I'm not going to mention color. I'm not going to mention font. I'm not going to mention size or images or even a logo. What I'm going to mention is an experience. And my goal in my brand is for people to say, that was the best experience I have ever had. It needs to be connected to networking, professional achievements, and accountability. Those are the things that I associate with. That's where I generate my business. That's where I connect with people is attracting them to networking, teaching them those mastermind methodologies through an experience. And then last is training them on how to perform through the principles of accountability on their own. And if anything, you could call me the self-reliance coach because I teach people how to become self-reliant by using their energy and their focus and their personal accountability. Yes, that's so important. You know, I always tell people brand is all encompassing. I think people have a perception that brand is a logo that is your color. No, brand is much more than that. It's a 360, what I call a five senses view, which you just said it perfectly, a five senses view of the experience that you're delivering for your audience or for your, what I call super fan. So tell me, as we go through the hero's journey, which I'm sure you've known about, we need to get into the nitty gritties and down into the depths. So with that, what is your greatest fear? This is good. This is really good. My greatest fear is not being significant. That's it. I fear having zero significance in this world. And it's not that I need to have attention. It's not that I need to be a celebrity. It's not that I need any sort of fame. But given our conversation about fame, it's recognition is that I want to be a significant contributor to our world and our society, whether it's one person or a million. I want to have significance. That's my. I love that. I love that. Tell me a moment where you felt you were holding back. A great example and a great moment that I had where I was holding back was one of my first interactions with a powerful group of people and where I was first learning how to communicate business talk with CEOs and billionaires I was recognizing myself sitting in a chair. And at the time, my title was public relations assistant and publicist. 
That was my role. That was my title in the corporation. But my role in the meeting at this boardroom was to facilitate conversations and help the owners to recognize the focus in which they should invest their time and marketing. In a way, I was the executive and I was supposed to be the leader of that group. But I allowed myself and my title to dictate my actions, my words, and I held back from informing and guiding and consulting and being a leader to a multi-billion dollar corporation. And honestly, I think that day when I held my tongue and I said nothing and I kept myself in that chair and in that place of PR assistant, I wasn't significant. And I probably cost that company thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of opportunity because I did not step up to advise in the leadership role that we all really can take on as those with a voice. It's really interesting because obviously everybody has a different experience of holding back, but I think titles are so confining at times. And especially when you're in a corporation, I feel like your title doesn't really show your level of expertise and your level of what I call emotional intelligence. And sometimes it hinders you from creating the life that you want, even if you're confined to a corporation. I think it's different when you're an entrepreneur, but still, I think our titles sometimes tend to confine us. So I love how you describe that. It's so empowering on how we as individuals need to think about not our titles, but who we are as people and how we can impact others or be significant. I love it. Now, let me ask you this. We wouldn't get to where we are if we didn't have people that helped us through difficult times. Sometimes people don't love the word mentor, but it kind of explains the question in a sense. Tell me somebody who either mentored you or helped you through a difficult time and tell me the story of how that connects to where you are today. I've had the beautiful opportunity to work with many mentors. Obviously, I've had an incredible mentor and one of my closest friends. That's my father, John Kovach Sr. He's been the greatest example of a human of a husband, of a father, and so many things to me. I've had a great mentor in Eric Swanson, who is an incredible human speaker, coach, and salesperson. He's given me so many opportunities to work for him and learn more about the speaking industry as he's one of the top speakers in the world. I've had an incredible mentor in Sharon Lecter, who wrote Think and Grow Rich for Women, and she's the original author of Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And then There's the unnamed mentors who I'm grateful for Bob Proctor, uh, bless his soul. He just passed away. I'm grateful for many of the founding fathers of the United States as they've left behind legacies of opportunity and so forth. So there's my uh, message and answer on mentorship. I love it. So tell me a moment you felt that it was going to be almost impossible to achieve something that you had set forth, but you actually made it possible. 
in many ways, I wake up every morning wondering, what do I get to do next today? And a lot of times the negativity sets in and says, that's impossible. How can you get all of that done in one day? A specific example to share is I've been a coach for a while. I like to give back to the community and I've coached some pretty cool athletes. And one of my experiences was we had an athlete who showed up on the day of qualification, qualified for the state championships and all of my other star athletes who I've been working on and really working with all year long, just kind of flopped. They didn't do well. But I had this one athlete, young freshman, young girl, who definitely performed well on the day she needed to, and she qualified for the state championships. The problem with this was she was not in shape to compete at the state level. She's not going to podium. And there was just so much missing in her training that I literally had like five days to help this young lady get her mindset right. And I walked up to her and I said, okay, here's what we're going to do today. And she said, okay, I'm ready. Um, Do I need to run laps? Do I need to stretch? Do I need to work on my technique? And I said, you're going to hate me for this, but I promise you it'll do you the best. We're not going to do any of that. There is nothing you can do physically right now to prepare for your state championships performance. If you really, truly want to win, you've got to fix your mindset. And for five days straight, we trained her mind on performing. And we come to the day of championships. She clears the first bar in the high jump. She clears the second bar in the high jump. She clears the third bar in the high jump. And she's amongst the top five. She's literally going to get fifth place or better. And we're looking at the scores. She takes a few jumps. She clears her fifth jump. It was amazing. And we're sitting there waiting for them to announce the winners. And we hear fifth place announced. We hear fourth place announced. We hear third place announced. We're like, she's one or two. And when they announced her name, we celebrated as she became a state champion in the high jump. For the first time in her athletic career, she took her athletics aside and focused on the 80% mental and the 20% physical. And in that moment, what seemed impossible became possible from a mere shift in mindset and her attitude towards the sport. That was one of my biggest brain markers because as her coach, I realized, I don't think she's got a shot. (laughs) I admit that. I admit that today. I, I didn't believe in it, but I knew that if we worked on her attitude and her mindset, 100%, she would do her best. And she did. And it ended up walking away with a beautiful medal, a podium picture and a champion for the rest of her life. Oh my God, that's a great story. Amazing. Well, mindset can do a lot. And I will tell you, a lot of times my clients, when I tell them, okay, this is the next step, this is what we're doing. And they freak out because they're not ready for that next level of success. And it's like, it's all laid out for them. All they have to do is put the effort and the time in there and they just leave. And a lot of times I know this is just a mindset problem and they need a mindset shift because they have an amazing capacity. They're going to impact the world and they're just afraid to take that step forward. And it's all right here. And that's why we call this the brand therapist, because really got to talk about what happens psychologically to people 
right? I'm getting ready to do an NLP training and I'm really excited. Neuro-linguistic programming. I know a lot of people are like, you do that kind of weird stuff. And it's like, no, it's about really training your mind. We just talked about this. We think so many negative thoughts. If we put all our energy into the positive ones, how would this world be different? I mean, it's amazing. So tell us, John, tell us about your lessons learned. I'll sum it up in short, just saying that every day is again, as an entrepreneur, I wake up and it's a new battle, a new hurdle, a new challenge, a new opportunity. And every day is a day to wake up and face the giants. I just helped author a book called The Principles of David and Goliath, where we focus on that principle of what it takes to overcome your giants, to take down your Goliaths. And the lessons learned come from every experience. And you know what? It's funny to me when people complain about the hard times because yeah, they're uncomfortable. Yeah, they cause stress. Yeah, they mess with our schedules. But if you can develop the muscle of being a silver lining kind of person where everything has a lesson, then your life will be full of joy and fulfillment because everything's sort of a game. Everything is sort of a point system or some sort of achievement. Essentially, every day is a lesson. Every opportunity is a lesson. Every hardship and every achievement is a lesson. And the more of those that you experience, the more lessons you'll learn. And I am a living proof of that. I've made every mistake in the entrepreneurial book, even though they said, Entrepreneur 101, don't do this. I still did it. And I did it because I needed to learn it for myself. And I learned those lessons and I'm grateful for every single one of them. Can't take them back. Never would, never would consider it. Never will go back in time and people taunt you or tempt you with that. Uh, what would you tell your younger self? I said, nothing. I wouldn't tell him nothing. I would say, keep going, buddy. Like jump in face first, not foot first. Injure yourself along the way, figure it out because every lesson is worth living through if you're going to use it to help you achieve any other outcome and help you serve other people at the end of it. That's my belief system. I love people. And I do believe, I'll leave you with this, Zig Ziglar said, if you help enough people get what they want in life, you too will have anything you want. If you want to have anything, help other people get what they want first. I love that. And I so believe that the more that you help your clients, the more that you're going to feel really good about, and you're going to be successful as well. Because if they're successful, you're successful, right? That's the way it works. There's one thing I do want to mention when you were telling the story, I was listening to the book, Tony Robbins money. And I was listening to a part where he was talking about People get very angry when they lose money, whether it's $10, $1,000, $100. And I was thinking, oh, yeah, I lost that money there and I lost that money there. And then I started getting a little like upset about it. I'm like, why am I upset about this? It's like happened so many years ago. And then I was like, you know what? But I learned something there. I'm so glad I was able to give that money to that person. They probably needed the money, you know, and so I started shifting the way I was thinking about it. But it's so interesting, whether you lose some, you win some, you always learn from all of those. And I'm so grateful for that, right? And a lot of times we just get angry. We can't get over these things. It's like, you better get over it or you'll be angry all your life about 
these things. But it was just so funny how those things come into your head and you're trying to shift your energy. But let us know. I want you to tell the audience, where can they reach you? Where can they find you? How do they get a hold of you? The fastest way to reach me is social media. I respond to every message. I connect with everyone who reaches out to me. If you're on Facebook or Instagram, it's all lowercase, J-O-N-K-O-V-A-C-H-J-R. You can also find me on LinkedIn, a very powerful place for us to connect. And uh, um, my favorite place to connect right now is TikTok. If you guys want to go hang out on TikTok. TikTok is great. It's completely underestimated by all business owners and it is a playground for opportunity. But that being said, social media is the fastest place to find me. You can find me. It's just my name, J-O-N-K-O-V-A-C-H-J-R. That is my moniker and my handle on all channels. I love it. And you know what? You're right. If you're not on TikTok, you better get on it right now because you're going to lose out in the future. I mean, I'm one of those. So I know I have to kind of get on there and start playing around, which I'm really excited about. Well, John, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being on this podcast. I know I was on your podcast a few, I think a year ago, man, time flies when you're having fun or two years ago. I can't even remember. But it was so fun. I so thank you. We keep in touch all the time. So I love your energy. And I hope to see you sometime in the future telling me your stories, what you've done and where you've been. Thank you, Yamilka. And it's always a pleasure serving you and your community. If you're listening to this show for the first time, you guys, she is a trusted brand advisor. She's an incredible marketer and an incredible businesswoman as well. And I trust her with everything. She's an amazing human being. Thank you for having me. And thank you for your flexibility with me as I'm traveling the world currently as an entrepreneur and kicking butt and taking names and doing what I need to on the road. So I just, I I greatly value the time and the resources, but just wanted to make a huge shout out to you and your show. And thank you for the time. Thank you for listening to The Brand Therapist. If you enjoyed today's episode, Please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on your favorite pod player. If you'd like to connect with me on social, you can find me at Yamoka Rodriguez Branding, Bespoke Branding Agency, or email me at yamoka at yamoka.com. Thanks for listening.